We've got a very exciting morning. This morning lined up. I'm really, really excited. It's, um, it's not often we have these kind of mornings that are, I feel, so significant that I think we could look back in a year two's time and go, oh, do you remember that morning when X, Y, Z happened? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but um, I think it could be one of those mornings. It might just be me, but I feel like I'm almost pregnant with expectation um, of some good stuff to happen, and uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. A couple of weeks ago, no, last week, last week, myself, Rachel Spring, and Marsha, we met with some legends. We met with some really great people, Um, and I want to introduce them to you this morning. Um, this morning we're going to look at uh, the new community groups that we've got starting. And I don't know about you, but it doesn't take much thought and consideration to think of any organization, okay, any company, any church has to have some fundamental things in place to make it work well. Agreed? That's any group of people needs to have that. So, for example... A good, efficient organization has good leaders. Agreed? Don't have good leaders? I'm not sure it's going to end up quite so well. (laughs) Etc., etc. And there's many other things that I could use as examples. In church life, these group of people have to be one of the most important things in church life. Okay? There's some things in church life you think, yes, that, yeah, we would definitely want that because and, and we believe for it. Um, but there are other things that are going, no, this is essential. <laughs> if we're to function well as a church, if we're to grow in intimacy with God, if we're to have unity with one another, if we're to build relationships that are healthy, that where we're championing one another, encouraging one another, um, where if, if we're to have a community of people who express their gifts and all the other things that I could, I could spend long, long time going over, we've got to have community groups. Just a Sunday morning won't cut it. Um, and now I've been at the church for 18 years, and in the 18 years we've never had a prolonged spell of not having community groups. Um, they said they've taken all sizes, um, all different um, ways and formats and what have you, and just as I scour my eyes around, um, a lot of you have experienced some of those. Um, so this September... We did talk about this in July briefly, um, but in September, um, in fact next week, um, some of these new community groups are going to start. And really, um, just to be quick, because I want them to come up, I'm keen to get them to come up and um, share some of their vision. Really what we're trying to do is we've wanted to give, um, perhaps in a way that we've never done before at Oasis, the community group leaders to have the freedom to express who they are, express their gifts, express their heart, their passions, um, as long as it fits into the larger vision of Oasis, which, as you'll all know, is intimacy with God and unity with each other. So, so as long as it takes us down that road to that destination, we don't really mind what vehicle you use. It's like me going to Glasgow. I could fly, I could go by train, I could go by car. As long as all of us, as long as I end up in Glasgow or wherever I'm going, that's fine by us. Also, we wanted to give people an opportunity to lead um, who perhaps haven't recently, anyway, led um, here at the Oasis Church, 
but also the freedom, of course, that if you are already leading and have done for some time, you are also free to carry on. Is that okay? So in this culture of freedom, um, I want to introduce um, some guys. Now, like I say, we met with them last week, and uh, I've got to say, maybe it's just me, but I was really, really impressed with these people. You know, you can, you know, you go, can go down, you can look at people's names, and their names are on a paper, and you've got a theory, you've got a vision, and you kind of know the people relatively well, and I hope I do. Some I know more than others. But then when you actually get into a room with them all, there's a kind of an atmosphere, and there's a kind of a... Uh, what's everyone laughing at? All right. Which group's that? <laughs> I want to join that group. <laughs> Looks like fun, doesn't it? Um, maybe I'll move out of the way. I don't, I don't want to spoil the entertainment. You carry on looking at the slides. Um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, but you get into the room with them. And you actually start interacting, start chatting, start discussing, start hearing their hearts, their visions. Just hearing about them as people, you start going, ooh, I think we might be onto something here. Something more significant than I thought even when I was writing it down on a bit of paper. Um, so I hope this morning you're going to catch some of that. So just for your argument's sake, did you know that amongst us this morning, we have... A former Olympian. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Bet you didn't know that we've got two people in the church, at least two, two community group leaders who have been held at gunpoint. Like proper gunpoint? Like not a squirty, squirty gun gunpoint? Yeah? These are sorts of things you find out at a community group leaders' evening. <laughs> Did you know we've also got someone who um, literally drank the entire contents of a wash ham basin with a straw? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. After this morning, okay, I, I'm not going to really do this, but if you want to, there's a little game for you, a little challenge. After this morning... I challenge you to find those four people. Okay? Two people who have been held at gunpoint, one person who's an Olympian, and one person who drank the contents of a wash hand basin with a straw. And I won't say what happened after that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what I'd love us to do, I really want us to honour these guys, because I, look, I have, um, le- over the years, led a few community groups myself. Um, it, it is a big deal. It is a significant, important part of church life, like I've said. Um, I've got every confidence in these capable people. Um, but it is a responsibility. And it does take courage to put yourself forward and say, yeah, I want to do that. I want to go for that. Particularly, like I say, if you've not done it before, um, or it's a bit unfamiliar, or you've not done it for a long period of time. So as these guys come up, okay, I want it to be an all a raucous um, clap. Um, as they come up, okay? Um, and these guys are basically going to give the details. They're going to give you short details of what their community group's about and the de- practical details um, of what's going on, okay? Um, so let's, uh, let's welcome up the first legend, Joe Webb. Wow. <laughs> wow, thank you. Um, yeah, my group is going to be focusing on healing. We are going to be meeting fortnightly, and one of those weeks in 
the month, we are going to be looking at our theology on healing using a book by Chris Gore, who leads the healing rooms at Bethel. And the other week in the month, we're going to be getting out into Chelmsford and stepping out and praying for people and, you know, laying hands if they're happy with that. We'll talk about these things. And... Um, Seeing breakthrough in healing is what I'm saying. And that's my vision. We're going to see breakthrough in healing. Um, we are, those of you who think, ah, that's a bit scary, I understand. Um, we are going to start gently and we will work together as a group, as a team. We will support each other, we will encourage each other, and we will pray for each other. So if, you're, if that's stopping you coming and you're going, no, I'm not ready to get out on the streets, it's okay. We'll, we'll take it one step at a time. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, I think I've once I prayed for Andrew Williams and saw some him sort of be in less pain by the time we'd finished praying. But other than that, I have not seen Breakthrough and Healing. So I'm inviting you to come with me on this to see Breakthrough in Healing, if that makes sense. Um, all my life, I have had health issues. I think there's been one year in my life where I could say I, were, I felt well. And to be honest, I've had enough of it. I don't believe that's God's plan for me to always be struggling with illness. So you can see where some of my passion is coming from. I'm going to stamp on sickness, and I invite you to come with me on that. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Um, just to, just to uh, flag up here, um, it's uh, Joe Webb's house. It's not Osprey Walk. It's Osprey Way. Um, so if you're planning on heading that way, um, yeah, please make it Osprey Way. Um, that's awesome. Okay, um, the next legends. Let's give, a, let's give it up for uh, Neil and Paula Lawrence. I was just looking to see if they got the picture of the meerkats up for us. Let's <laughs> <laughs> up with that. Oh, now we can do that. We, we can do that. So I, our heart really for our group is to build community. Our, our heart for years is to see believers living together in community. We want to explore what it means to live out Acts 2.44. And that's the verse which is about the believers meeting together in one another's home, sharing what they had in common, so that there would be no needy person amongst them. That's our heart. But what does that mean in 21st century Chelmsford? What does that mean living in a modern European Western society? We want to explore that together. How will we do that? I hear you ask. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Let us know. Yes, yes, yeah. Because, like Joe, we're on a journey with this. You know, we, we, we've seen some parts of this. We've not experienced the richness and the fullness of it. So, we'd love you to join us on this journey. So, we will worship together. We will pray together. We're going to study the word together to look to see what God's word has to say about it. And we'll socialize together. We, our heart is to develop, to equip, to enable people. So we're going to make sure there are loads and loads of opportunities to do stuff. So if you come and join us, expect that there will be loads and loads to do. Um, 
we also, as part of that living together in community, we want to be offering practical help to one another, whatever that may look like. First of all, within the group, and then moving in circles outwards as we get more comfortable with how that might work. And we expect this group to replicate itself. I don't like the multiply word because um, it's difficult to spell. But uh, we, <laughs> So we expect this group to replicate. So we're going to be looking for other people coming up uh, as leaders of the group. Uh, we're going to provide opportunities for that. And we want to see this one group become many. Um, we will be meeting weekly. Um, but in that, there, there will be... Um freedom, flexibility, because um, we're aware that we ourselves actually wish to go to a different group as well. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's there, there's, there, there will be freedom within this. Um, weekly, because, uh, because our hearts are to build community and relationships, and, and if, if you're not meeting regularly, if you miss one meeting, obviously, you know, it might be another month, two months before you meet again. So we've always had a heart to meet regularly, but within that, we wouldn't be prescriptive. It's not, you've got to come every week to be a part of this group. In fact, we actually have a heart to be inclusive as possible because we're aware that there are people within church um, communities who can't get to midweek meetings for family commitments or um, health commitments or, or work commitments. And we would want to see them be able to feel a part of a group. Um, so how that works out in practice, we haven't yet worked it out. <laughs> um, we have tried in the past, but, um, you know, and we wish to try again to, so that... If folks feel that they can't get to groups but they want to be a part of a group, come and talk to us. Um, because for us, a group is more than just a midweek meeting. It's an organic thing that should be spilling out into our everyday life. And surely that can embrace those of our family who can't get to evening or whatever midweek meetings. So if that covers you, do come and talk to us because we'd love to be able to serve in that way. Um, the other thing that we'd like to say is that we're absolutely delighted that Roy and Trish, who aren't here this morning, they've agreed to help us out um, in, in leading this and supporting us in what we're doing and stuff. So it's great to have them on board with us as well. So, yeah. Great. So if any of that excites you, we'd love you to come and join us. We really would, because um, the more meerkats, the merrier, to be honest. Um, no, no, no. So we're going to have our first meeting on Tuesday the 29th of September at our house, 31 Dixon Avenue. But I just want to say that doesn't necessarily mean that meetings are going to be on a Tuesday. We want to be flexible. We want to look at people's diaries and fit around that. But Tuesday the 29th of September, 31 Dixon Avenue and venue indeed. Yes, that's what you meant by that, didn't you? Yes, yes. So again, we're not going to be meeting at ours all the time. We'd love to move the group around to give people the opportunity to host uh, and whatever. So we'd love anyone who, who just, if your spirit rises to any of that, um, do come and talk to us. We'd love to see you at the group. Thank you. Thank you, Neil and Paula. Um, I've had the privilege um, to be in Neil and Paula's group um, for the last couple of years. Um, they're an awesome couple. 
Um, and I know that group. <laughs> You're getting spoiled for choice, really, because I tell you, it's going to be a hard decision to make um, um, which group to go to. But um, theirs is going to be really, really, really fab. Um, we're going to do two more in a moment. Uh, I just want to flag up and just say that, so there'll be four this morning, and then next Sunday is obviously the family morning, and then you'll hear from another four um, the week after. So in a fortnight's time, there'll be another four people, and we're going we're gonna to do the same thing, so you'll know um, what's going on. But uh, um, now from uh, a couple that were in our church to um, another ma- young, outstanding man that was in our church, in fact, led the group, actually, latterly, with Jules, and that's Dave, Dave Loveland. <laughs> Young man, that's nice, isn't it? Um, right. Um, it, we are spot for choice, aren't we? I, I want to get to each of those groups that have come before me already. Um, my group will be... Um, f- the focus for my group will be Bible study. That is my passion and um, sort of one of my gifts to the church, if you will. Um, but I intend to facilitate it more than lead it. I say that right at the outset. I, I don't intend to kind of come every session with a preach and deliver something. My heart is that um, I will gather, we will gather um, people who have a heart to dig deep into Scripture. Um, I'm probably standing it. There we go. To dig deep into Scripture, who want to um, study it. If you're wired that way, if reading the Word is one of your main ways that you encounter God. Um, and that um, inspires you and excites you, um, then this group might be for you. Um, We're only going to meet once every four weeks, and that's very very deliberate because I I want you to come prepared. I want you to come having had a chance, having had time to study for yourself because, like I say, I'm I'm facilitating, not leading. So we will have a topic that we will probably agree on within the group, um, and then we've, you've got space to go away and study and come up with your own thoughts so that when we come together, there is that sense of iron sharpening iron, that sense of everyone's thoughts are valid, let's roll stuff around, let's, let's have rigorous debate, let's kind of argue in, the, in a good sense, you know, let's, let's get to the bottom of what we think Scripture is saying on certain issues um, so, that, so that we can have what we experienced this morning when the lovely Etty comes along and brings truth. And that truth then, did you feel it? She brought truth and something changed. Yeah, truth sets us free. Um, and I think the, the Bible is a remarkable book that works on, on layers. It's not a 2D image. I, I, I don't even really think it's 3D. I think the Bible is kind of holographic. I know well, there are so many layers to it and I think... On some layers we're at the surface, on some layers we've scratched a bit deeper. And I just think God in his infinite wisdom has infinite depths for us to plumb in the Bible. Um, so I do have a vision statement which I've set up here. Um, to unearth concealed mysteries, gain revelation, understand spiritual truths and apply solid theological foundation. That can withstand scrutiny. I think that's really important because I think sometimes our theology is a little bit left field compared to a more um, conservative or standard evangelical line so if we're going to believe this we have to know why we're believing it we have to be able to um, back ourselves up with confidence yeah um it will always lead to glory to god through the person of jesus christ if it's not bringing christ glory then we've you've got to question it um and then I'll, my intention also is that this in the long term 
I don't see why they shouldn't be serving the wider body, why we shouldn't be creating resources, creating stuff that we can send out. I think we're going to be a resourcing church, and I think um, the area of worship is one way that we'll be a resourcing church. I firmly believe that the area of truth, this kind of theological stuff, is one way that we'll be a resourcing church. So if that... If that um, Stirs you, then we're going to be at my place, uh, 42 West Avenue, starting this Tuesday. Um, it's a short notice for the first one, so apologies for those of you that may not be able to make that, but then every four weeks afterwards. Um, for those of you that want to come, um, I'm, just to give you a topic for the first one, I'm probably going to spend the first few weeks talking around um, the four pillars that Pete has kind of, and the elders are building this church on. God's goodness, it is finished, nothing is impossible, and everything is significant. Because we're building with a church, aren't we? It's not me and my group. So we're going to spend the first week looking at God's goodness. So if you want to come on a Tuesday, um, come prepared to discuss that. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Cool. Um, truth ignites stuff, doesn't it? And uh, just as you were standing there talking, actually, um, Dave, I, I had a picture of you. You know, um, it's a long time since I played this, but um, you know Mario cars? Um, so I saw you as a Mario car, and you, 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 you were doing your race, um, and you, were, you, you might have been behind a bit. I, I think I could see some people in front of you. And you know, at times, I don't know how it works, actually, but um, I've seen Bexy do it. <laughs> um, at times, you can get a turbo blast, and then you get this... It's like a rocket, isn't it? And suddenly you go, and you go flying past everyone, and like it's, you're out in the lead, and you basically won the race, <laughs> isn't it? And I felt, I could see, I, I could see God t- taking you on that journey. And uh, stepping out in this way, you've ignited something, because it, it's going to ignite, because I know it's you, but also it's ignition because of the truth. But then just seeing the, the power and the speed at which you can increase is going to be phenomenal. Um, so if you want to get turbocharged and want to go places, um, maybe, maybe Dave's is a place to go. Um, okay, the last phenomenal couple. Man, this is going to be exciting. Man, the Duke. Pat and Maddie. Pat, Celia, Maddie Davis. Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> Nervous? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I know for Maddie and myself, we have been so inspired and encouraged when people have had a word for us from God. And sometimes you can be in a really difficult situation. Nobody knows about it. Somebody comes up either on a Sunday or sends you a message. So once I had a little card sent to me through the post that just had the right word at the right time. And we love that. And so we also love bringing a word to people because it's so cool when you bring a word and somebody turns around and says, do you know that means so much to me, you've no idea. And so we want to delve deeper into that. So we want to look more at what is it to be prophetic. And it's kind of really just being so in tune with Father God and the Holy Spirit that we find that God gives us pictures, he gives us words, and we don't always know. It seems a bit weird, and we don't know whether to bring it or not. And Maddie and I have both talked about this. That sometimes we talk to each other saying, you know, I've got a word for somebody, but I, it sounds a bit weird. What do you think? And then we've brought it, and it's been spot on. So we want to look at that. We want to sort of have a bit of an adventure around that. So we're going to be um, looking at what does it mean to be prophetic. We've got various materials to look at, to work through. 
but we also want to make it fun. So we're going to have some games and some exercises and stuff to do um, that's going to be uh, fun to do and to give us a bit more of a, um, an idea of, of how we can hear from God. And we want to look at visions, dreams, um, hearing a word, you know, um, and get people's um, experiences of that and just to encourage each other. And then we've we got this idea that maybe um, after a little while, we, when we're feeling a bit more confident, we might go and visit some of the other groups that are meeting and prophesy over them. So we thought that would be very cool. Um, the sort of things we're doing, um, we're, yes, as I say, we're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about how can we hear. And also we're going to have a session on how can we stay safe because sometimes when we start exploring this, you know, we can feel a little bit under attack and we want to just declare that that's not going to happen. And we, so we want to talk about that. And um, listening, learning to recognize his voice. So, Maddie, do you want to say something? Amen. <laughs> so we're starting small. Um, we're both on a journey with yeah. this, aren't we? A bit like Joe said, um, we're looking for more, more breakthrough in this area. And we know that um, we have a real sense, actually, that many of you have it too. Um, he has a lot more freedom to bring in this area. Um, and he's calling us to greater things, isn't he? So, yeah, bless you. If you would love to come along, we would love to have you. Um, we're meeting at my house um, the first Tuesday, which is actually this Tuesday coming. Um, that's 91 Longfields in Onga. Um, my address is in the new new list that went out. Um, yeah, just, just come and let us know if you are able to come along. And it's this Tuesday. Bless you. Yeah, can I just say for anyone who's sort of thinking, oh, Onga's quite a long way out, we are aware of that. And so we're hoping that we'll be able to share the hosting so that we'll be able to meet more in Chelmsford because both Maddie and I live a little bit of a long way out. So um, that's not going to be at Maddie's every week. Thanks, Pat. Wow, isn't that exciting? Um, if you didn't get that last address, by the way, it's 91 Longfields Avenue. Um, 91 Longfields Avenue. If, um, well, it's so exciting. If you're on email, you would have got from um, the church office via my wife um, a, uh, the details, basically, of everything you've just heard this morning, along with the other four groups that, that haven't shared yet. Um, so please do check your emails at home if you haven't already. Um, even better than that, don't just check it. I would encourage you to actually print the email out um, and have a, have a good read. Um, and really pray about which group um, to go to. It's, I, I've been there myself, particularly on the first evening. You know, you're sitting there as a couple or a couple of couples uh, and you're going, oh, I don't know who's going to turn up. It could be awkward. <laughs> what if nobody turns up? Um, so one of the ways, there's a few ways um, I'd love you to respond from what you've heard this morning, there's a few easy ways for you to respond. The first one is talk. Please, 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 and given the, the closeness of what some of these groups are, please do talk to these leaders. 
Okay, there's nothing worse than being a leader and not, communi- being, not, not being communicated with, okay? So um, even if it's just an encouragement, even if it's just a kind of, I'm really sorry I can't make that group, or you know what I mean, I'm going to think about your group, just let them know any communication is better than no communication, okay? Um, so please do speak to them. Like I say, secondly, um, check out um, the email or just go straight to the Oasis website, all the information's on there. Um, or just turn up and go for it. Um, so you've got the details. So it's talk, read the emails, and then go. Go to the, the group. The only, probably the only best way of finding out whether you're going to fit in, you're going to like it, it's your sorts of thing, is by actually going to it. Um, all, the rest of it is kind of theoretical um, once you've got to know the leaders. So can I encourage you all to please do that? Um, like I said, there's nothing worse for a leader than sitting on the first night going, oh, don't know if anyone's going to come or not. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you very much indeed. Um, what I thought would be good to do now, particularly given the time, um, I would love to invite those community group leaders that have just shared back out the front. Because, like I said at the beginning, the reality is this really, really is an important part of church life. I can't underestimate it. It, it is as important as leadership <laughs> and everything else that we do. Um, and they're significant people. It's important and it's significant. And I was saying to these guys on Thursday, you as leaders, are really significant. Um, so we need to act on that. So what I'd love to do is I'd invite, like to invite Joe, Pat and Maddie, um, Dave, and Neil and Paula back out to the front here. And what I'd love us to do is we're going to pray for them. Is that all right? Um, so... Was it sorry, Rose? Okay. Um, I'm not sure what Rose is doing, but if you guys come up around here, what I'd love us to do... Um, if you're unfamiliar with this, by the way, I should probably explain. Um, we really do believe in a kind of, of commissioning, and I f- we feel like that actually with, uh, with God, there's something happens when, as believers, we come and lay hands on people, or, or literally just we show our support by praying for them. And in that atmosphere, God often speaks to us. We call that prophecy. So as we come up, as I know you will do in a minute, um, don't charge them or whatever, you, but um, give them some space. But let's be... Um, let's be praying our best prayers for them. These are our significant leaders, okay? Um, I'm not diminishing anybody else as insignificant. Everybody's significant. But these guys are stepping out to walk on water. Um, Our prayer support, our faith, our love, our encouragement, and any prophetic senses you get is only going to help. So can I invite you all, if you feel comfortable, to come out the front and let's pray for these guys.